0: Welcome back to the podcast. Hadn't done this one in a while, but I got a a friend with me today, Joseph. Joseph, how how are you doing
1: today? Howdy, howdy. Uh, I'm doing well. It has been a great day. Got a haircut, got to see Victor. I just got lunch with some friends from Mm -hmm. Camp Richter, so it's been good. It's been a good day.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, I want to bring Joseph on today because he wrapped up his job searching process pretty recently. And he's been on a journey with his and he has his own journey with his. I had my own journey with mine. Just kind of wanted to talk about it and just kind of go through his mind because everyone thinks it's super, well, not everyone, but you go to school and you're like, okay, go to school, I need to get a job, but to get a job, I need experience, but to get experience, I need a job. And just feels like it's like an endless cycle, Mm -hmm. so just wanted to uh, peer into your mind. But before we even talk about like full time jobs, with like internships and stuff, when when did you first realize that?
1: Shoot, like I need to get an (laughs) internship. Like probably way after I should have gotten one already. Yeah. Um, So my stepdad is an engineer at HP, and he was always telling me like how important it was to leverage. You know, the connections you have. So, the different people he knew in HP that were trying to help me out get a position, I kind of was like, oh, like, you know, if I get it, cool, but like, you know, a lot of my friends don't have them. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Like, I'll be fine. And so, I got close my sophomore year to landing a position with HP and it didn't pan out. And then I didn't get <clears throat> one again until the two semesters before our capstone. So, like, I guess our super senior year. Uh-huh. And, like, that semester, that summer before that, like, um... COVID? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Like, that COVID summer, when I was trying really hard before COVID hit to land something and I didn't get anything, I was like, man, I'm kind of behind behind the ball on all this. And I could feel it, like, all my friends who were high achievers, like, like you and Ellie, I always were like, those are like the two that <laughs> I like, like the gold standard for me. Um... I was like, dang! I'm like, I'm really falling behind now. Like, I'm I'm kind of behind the eight ball. Yeah. But um, that was probably when I realized I was behind, and then really kicked it into high gear that summer and after. Yeah. Trying to land something.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you feel like, like you said, you felt behind, but did you feel like you had even more of a pressure then to get it right because, like. Ellie and I have had a couple of different experiences where we've been able to test things out, see if we liked it. But for you, um, you probably had like maybe one or two shots to like see what it was like before you like committed yourself.
1: Yeah. So I think maybe another thing that was hurting me in like the job search is that I wasn't as broad as I could have been mm. so you know when I was like looking for a full time job and I guess we'll get to that later mm. I was just kind of sending out as many applications <clears throat> as I could possibly see myself in that position Yeah. but with internships I was like no oh, like you know a lot of my friends are being selective you know I should be selective I, I really only want to do stuff that I think I, I'd be interested in mm. and so that r- severely cut down on the number of applications I sent out and I guess like somehow like tying into that is that i and i just had my scope too small for mm-hmm. for just trying to get an initial experience because like you guys said you've done a bunch of different things and the downside of me kind of being behind is that i only had one experience to go off of mm-hmm. luckily it was fantastic and yeah. i learned a lot of different things but had it not been like that you might have a completely different you know trajectory yeah. after that internship so yeah
0: um, whenever you were entering your senior year, cause I guess you'd co-opt your spring senior year semester, mm-hmm. did you know you're going to do a co-op <laughs>
1: or like, were you actively looking for something? Uh, so I was actively looking for a internship for the summer. Yeah. Um, so funny story, I applied before the Camp Richter winter, like trip, trip yeah. right? Yeah. And I had applied because it was for Jacobs, for a mechanical engineering position. And it was for like a special projects group. Mm -hmm. And so like, all right, this sounds dope. Like could see myself wanting to like learn this. And I went through the first round of interviews and I thought it went well, it was like a phone call. Mm -hmm. I get to the second round and I'm talking to the hiring manager
0: Mm
1: -hmm. who would have been my boss. he's like the engineering manager. And he's like, okay, just like, end of the interview just want to check some boxes with you and make sure like you know things are okay he's like you know you're okay relocating very basic i'm like yeah of course like i'm assuming this is in dallas because jacobs is like a huge plant based out of dallas and he's like okay so you know you know this is a co-op right and i was like oh dang i didn't realize that so he goes this will be for the spring and the summer term and i was like okay I can't just say no mid-interview. Yeah. Mid- just yeah. Be like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, we'll that's worry all. about the consequences later. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out later, right? And because, I mean, at this point, this is really the only lead I have going into the summer. So I'm like, yeah, you know, for sure. it's Definitely not a problem. And in my head, I'm like, this is not what I had planned for. <laughs> and then the next line is, and you're okay moving to Maryland? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish you could see my face right now. I was like, Maryland? <laughs> yeah. And, I was, and of course, I'm just like, Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was just like the weird... I immediately talked to my mom after and I was like, so apparently this job's in Maryland. Yeah. And she was like, what? (laughs) And I... So... When was it? Yeah, I'd heard back from them like a week after the trip. And like, we'd all gotten sick with COVID. Mm -hmm. And so I was just kind of in my room and I had... A month before I was supposed to move into Maryland to start working
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like my life is this giant war and had no plans of moving to Maryland yeah. and doing it for two two terms but it just kind of fell in my lap mm-hmm. and my parents were super supportive my um, one of my sisters is in New Mexico because that's kind of where her career took her and I t- called her and she was like well you know sometimes you know life just kind of takes you random directions you just kind of got to roll with it and yeah. so they were all supportive. They're like, you know, what's the worst? You know, if you hate it, you come back, and if you love it, potentially you can go back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it took the it took the shot, long shot opportunity, and uh, enjoyed it.
0: There you go. And working in Maryland, like you don't know anybody there, really, right? No. Yeah. So, what was that like process like acclimating acclimating yourself to a new environment? And you can't just go see your friends.
1: It was weird. It was definitely weird. So, so actually, I knew one cousin, my mom's cousin, I don't know how, she's related to me right. Find that little random tree there. But she was in Virginia, so it was close. But, um, it was weird. It's, it was definitely like lonely at first where I had never like gone to a separate part of the country, been alone for, you know, multiple months and have no one but myself to just kind of like entertain myself besides like video games that I do all the time. But, um, it definitely took a lot of figuring out a lot of you know, figuring out what I want to do in my free time, what kind of makes me tick, what makes me, like, keep going, makes me happy. And then, yeah, still a big learning process. Not that I have it all figured out, but right. um, there's definitely a huge change from, you know, like, the college scene. Where you're, yeah. and, you know, any time, any day, I can just text a friend and we can go, or I can just walk out of the hallway and, yeah. see, you know, see Val, right? But mm-hmm. um, definitely huge, like, culture shock. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it it was, it was weird, but um, it was cool. It's I liked it being different. Yeah, it was
0: neat. Did you feel pressured to say yes to this opportunity? Because number one, you don't know if you're gonna get another offer or interview, and number two, like this is the only yes you've gotten, and so you kind of have to take it, even mm-hmm. even if it's not something like you didn't intend to it to be a co op and an internship at the same time. Mm-hmm. You felt pressured to say yes, or
1: I would say. More yes than no, but for for different reasons. So, my dad is definitely a component, <clears throat> or he would argue for like things will work out no matter what happens. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't feel comfortable going to Maryland, potentially something else comes along. You know, you have that spring um, career fair, and you know, even if that doesn't work out they still hire people who have never had internships before. That's mm-hmm. why they have entry level jobs. Yeah. Um, and then, on the other hand, there was my mom. That was like this is your opportunity. Like a lot of people don't even get this. Like mm-hmm. you should be grateful that you're even getting the chance to go. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of had support from both sides. Yeah. And I've always just kind of leaned towards my mom's mm-hmm. side of things, her her thought process. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It definitely was I felt pressured to have the same kind of experience that other people had had, just because I know how good it looks on a resume mm-hmm. if you're able to talk about like real world experience versus you know doing projects in the classroom because they're just not the same. And I don't know, it, it was maybe more like self inflicted pressure that was like mm-hmm. I like I want to do well, I want to do this because I want to make people proud, mm-hmm. but there wasn't pressure in the fact that like my family was like dependent on me to do this to make something of myself if that makes sense Mm -hmm. that makes sense Uh, whenever you came
0: back then from your co-op and you're celebrating being done but then you're like shoot now it's a real thing did you think that it was going to be easier for you to get a job because you're like oh I have an internship and even if it's not like I have like three different experiences at least I have something I can point to and because of that I should have a job locked up by the end of, like, October. Like, did you think that to yourself
1: at all, or...? I definitely knew it would be easier. Um, Just comparing... Maybe it's wrong, but at the extremes, like, you know, you and Ellie Mm -hmm. were very confident that you guys were going to get something that you guys wanted, and then I had a couple other friends who haven't had internships who were struggling a lot more, just trying to find something that, you know, would take them. And I felt more leaning towards the all side just because I not only felt confident in like what I'd done project wise and mm-hmm. skills wise, but just the fact that I could do it period. That was like one of my biggest takeaways was just like the confidence that I could be an engineer. You know, like I wasn't like a complete failure or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, a lot of people maybe have like imposter syndrome yeah, or something. 100%. So um, it was definitely nice just to have that experience and And I didn't think it would just like fall in my lap. I definitely knew I needed to put the legwork in and Mm -hmm. keep the application number high, kind of almost like a class. Just stay on it all the time and make sure everything's documented. You're reaching out to the people multiple times. But Mm -hmm. I knew that my chances were much higher than if I hadn't taken the internship or the co-op.
0: No, I get that. Honestly, what you just said about, like, I can't speak for Ellie, but for me, I knew that, like, I would be an attractive like candidate to hire just because of my experiences but I also still had a little degree of doubt of if I was going to get the jobs Mm -hmm. that I wanted I think coming into the career fair year or season I didn't I probably had like four or five companies at least at the actual fair that I could communicate in person with but every other company that I was slightly interested in it was just applying on their website which like, once you apply, you really can't control anything. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. you'll just get rejected within five minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah, like the auto yeah. reject system,
1: and you're like, man, what did I. Do? Yeah,
0: like, come on. Um, so, I still felt as if that I had a great chance to get something I wanted. But I definitely think that on a scale like one to 10, I was still, it was still probably at a four
1: confidence level. 10, 10 being like the most confident yeah. I could be
0: I still felt like wow I was gonna get something mm-hmm. but just there's so much variability in this job search that I could have like I could have worked at like I don't know like Tesla and then Boeing and then like I don't know like General Motors or something mm-hmm. or like all these huge companies and something just not happened or like an mm-hmm. interviewee or interviewer didn't like vibe with what I said so mm-hmm. I felt confident but still like.
1: He's kind of tough. Were you less less confident in the fact that you would get something that you like wanted and loved, or were you less confident in just getting like an offer? Period.
0: See, I was more confident in just getting an offer, like flat out. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like what I wanted to do, I had an idea at that point of what I was wanting to do. That's why I probably only applied to like five or six companies and five or six roles. Mm-hmm. I was more concerned about am I gonna get those roles? Mm-hmm. Because I knew I was gonna get an offer somewhere. I knew like I had confidence in myself, but I just figured that like some a lot of the companies that I applied for had never worked for them before. Mm-hmm. So I felt already at a disadvantage because I didn't have that inside with them. You know, a lot of people go from intern to full time at the same company mm-hmm. and it's easy because you have that continuity, but I felt like I was just starting from scratch. So honestly, it was kind of tough, but um, it ended up working out. But still, I was like, I was really lucky. I think.
1: Yeah, I think we all are. I think it's a combination of, you know, right place, right time, and also, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the fruition of all the hard work that, you know, everyone's put in over the past mm-hmm. couple of years, right?
0: Yeah. Um, in the fall, then, when you were applying, like, I-, I know in the spring, obviously, you're a lot more successful. Like, you got your offers and everything. But in the mm-hmm. fall. Um, What was just the process in the fall for you? Like
1: it was, I really didn't do much different. If I'm thinking about it correctly, you Mm -hmm. know, I think there was the same career fair, right? And I don't think I was as back against the wall, like as much effort and energy into it, just because I was like in my head, I was like, oh, I have another one if I really need it. But I mean, I think after nothing had really panned out. All the way, I had gotten much further in the process after my co-op and having that experience to talk about, but nothing. I had no offers from that fall, mm-hmm. and over that winter break, I think it kind of hit me. It was like, yeah. okay, it's about time that like you know, the world super relaxed person needs to kind of be a little more high strung about <laughs> this thing because you know you kind of need a job coming out of college. Yeah, and and not that you have to, but. I just, for me to like feel successful and accomplished, I, I really wanted that. Mm-hmm. And yes, that, that fall was kind of tough, um, not getting anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, everyone around me was supportive, mm-hmm. but um, I just knew, I knew I could get something. I had the experience. I was like talking to people about what I had done and everyone's like, you have good experience, you know a lot. Um, I just don't think I, again, was putting in the amount of effort that maybe I needed to, mm-hmm. to, to reach as many you know, companies or positions as possible. Yeah. So yeah, going into that, that winter and then the start of this school year with the next career fair, it was like, boom, hit the ground running, sprinting. If there's, if something faster than sprinting, that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. I was, I was applying to anyone, everyone. I was, I probably handed my resume out to 15, 20 different companies at the career fair. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like, something just clicked. I don't know what it was, but Mm -hmm. I got back, back, heard back from so many different people. And then I had you and you, like, could see me. Like, I was always interviewing and telling you guys about different interviews I was getting Uh just because I was so excited. Because it's just such a different pace from chasing companies over the years to it now being a conversation as to if you're right for each other. Like, you know, is the culture right? Is the future of the company? What the products are? Mm-hmm. Having that option is a much more comfortable and better position than just being like, "Hey, please take me." Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can do work for you. Yeah. Than them like seeing the value in you and mm-hmm. saying like, you know, I know you can do the work. Do you want to do the work with us and for us? So, mm-hmm. way different. Definitely had more lab- leverage kind of coming into this semester.
0: Yeah. And I don't know why.
1: Maybe it's <laughs> a maybe I just gone through you know forty interviews or yeah. something, but. <laughs> eventually figured out. Yeah.
0: Were you more selective in the spring or were you just like, I just need anything and just applied everywhere? Uh,
1: definitely not more selective. Okay. Um, we're still applying everywhere. And I think as I was applying, maybe I was selective. Where I was like, okay, I, I don't particularly want a smaller company. You know, I think I, with my experience and, you know, my grades and everything, mm-hmm. I can land, you know, something that, this bigger name is something that I'd really want to be proud of so that's really the only ones I applied to mm-hmm. but inside those companies I just applied to everything mm-hmm. so I kind of found companies that I would be happy with and then inside of those I like went to their career sites and just boom 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 shotgun kind of as many as possible
0: yeah did you ever feel like because like you weren't Like you're applying for these jobs and before you even hear back, you're like, there's probably a really low chance I get this. Like just doubting yourself. (laughs) Because I feel like for me, even if I know that I'm qualified as a candidate, I I haven't talked myself out of applying because I'm like, I'm still gonna apply. Like Mm -hmm. like it's I'm gonna make them reject me, not me reject myself. Mm -hmm. But still, there's always a small part of me that's like, shoot, like, I don't know, like this one might be a little bit of a stretch and I'm just gonna talk myself down and not expect anything. So, did you, like,
1: feel that at all? Um, yeah. Yeah, probably to some degree. I don't think I ever, like, thought about it. It was at yeah. the forefront of my mind. But I think, you know, every rejection email definitely still hurt. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, like, I really thought I was a good candidate for that one. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, you know, I talked to them on the phone. And, like, there was a couple I didn't even get past, like, the initial screening. And I was like, what did I say wrong yeah. on our 20-minute phone call they're <laughs> yeah. like, made you think I'm not a good candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, like, off cases like that where, you know, I was just like, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? You know, what what am I going wrong? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, actually probably what helped is just, like, finally giving in being and asking you and Ellie about, like, every single step of the process. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, Ellie, Lindsay, Kyle Curtis, like, mm-hmm. everyone who's either been doing it and doing it for a while or has done it, I was like, okay, like, I need to stop being stubborn. I need to figure out what these guys are doing, mm-hmm. what questions they're asking, what they're saying because whatever I was doing just isn't working <laughs> for some reason. I don't know, but yeah. and I don't think it was you know I was you know saying anything wrong, but I think maybe just like how I framed things or you know how I approached questions at the end mm-hmm. um, I think it just makes a huge difference in like the tiny little tweaks you can make to them,
0: yeah. And like you said, you might, you might not have pursued like internships early compared to like me or Ellie. Cause I mean, I looked for stuff freshman year lightheartedly, but it wasn't until sophomore year fall where I was like, shoot, like I need to get something. Mm-hmm. Cause there are people around me getting things and honestly, had it not been for them, I would have been like, Oh, like that's, that's the junior year thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've just had a lot of like really bad mess ups my sophomore year the end that have shown me, like, what are things to ask and mm-hmm. how is the right way to approach conversation. And then after working, after my sophomore year, and talking with people who are, like, the people who you meet at Career Fair, I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I don't have to be worried about them. Like, they're just people. I mean, they might be higher than me, but at the same time, like, they also, they want to work with somebody that's human. And that's not just going to be robotic and try to, like, just brag on themselves. Like, it's, like, tough... It was tough trying to learn that, but, mm-hmm. like, Ellie and I had a lot more, I guess, practice with that in an early age. We still probably messed up just as much as you, actually, maybe even more, but at the same time, um, we just messed up earlier than you did, which mm-hmm. is why, I guess, now we're able to, like, kind of just show you, like, what we've learned. And I think that was, like, the most, like, fulfilling part was just just seeing you, like, I knew it was a struggle in the fall. Mm-hmm. And then in the spring, like, you just taking off and blossoming. I thought it was really cool.
1: Yeah. You guys, y'all's tips. And I kind of felt bad at some points because I feel like I was asking you guys, like, every day. <laughs> like, multiple times a day sometimes. Yeah. Where I was like, you know, like, how do I respond to this email? Like, is, this, <laughs> is this wording right? Like, is and, like, you guys were so supportive and helpful during that whole process. It was mm. so nice. Yeah. And now that I think about it, too, maybe another thing that was different You kind of mentioned it just now at the Mm. spring career fair. Was I would always try and explain all of my strengths, and Mm. I would be like, "Yeah, I'm the Python guy. I took a Python class, and I mean, it took a collective group of probably twenty of us to do a single assignment. Like, I definitely wouldn't consider myself an expert Mm -hmm. by any means, but I would always try and portray myself as that. And when I was talking to Lindsay. And she was like, What worked for me was just kind of going up and just being honest. Like you don't they don't expect you to be the expert and I learned that in my co op as well. It's like most of the stuff you're gonna do, they're gonna teach you on the job. Like Mm. you just have to show them that, you know, you're a a good person and Mm -hmm. you are willing to put the work in. Yeah. And so when I kind of took that kind of more maybe humble approach to the whole career fair, I think maybe that's when like the whole thing changed and I started seeing a lot more success. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: And it makes the career fair more enjoyable too because like you're not going to sell yourself. Like obviously you are, but you're more going to like have a good conversation, Mm -hmm. which I think like any recruiter likes because I've had, I mean, in this this past spring career fair, like I was done looking for a job. So I would just be walking around like sort of listening in, but not really. And it's just like really clear when someone's, trying too hard to like put their best foot forward mm-hmm. and maybe they're even like the conversations like 95 percent them and 5 percent recruiter mm-hmm. and i'm like in my head i was thinking myself like in a regular relationship like if one person's doing too much of the talking it's really not a good look like you got to have it equal or honestly since you're the candidate and you want to get to know them better you should be asking them questions too like mm-hmm. showcase yourself but after that like make sure you make it about them too otherwise it just doesn't feel right
1: yeah it just felt so like artificial and mm-hmm. fake and that's not how i like approach relationships with people mm-hmm. or really any other aspect of my life and mm-hmm. so when lindsay told me that i was like i can do that like, like that's what i've been wanting to do but in my head i just had this idea that it it needed to be the showcase of here's all my skills laid out i hope i meet all of your you know checkboxes mm-hmm. and please take me over the other people who have the exact same experience. Like somehow please find me more special. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I don't know, she just, I remember her advice, like her text was like, I just kind of let my resume talk for itself. Like you give your little like elevator pitch, Mm -hmm. keep it short and then just be honest, talk about your experience, talk about what you're excited for. And if you don't work out, then it's okay. You can kind of just go on to the next company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that like viewpoint and perspective change changed everything
0: yeah what are some like other things that might have worked for you whether it was like in person at a career fair or an interview like asking questions answering questions like what are some things that worked out for you well
1: Hmm. so let's see i definitely think confidence is probably the biggest one Mm -hmm. i think being able just to kind of carry yourself well Talk, talk about your own experience, what you want, what you're looking for, can absolutely st- makes you stand apart from so many other candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had interviewers tell me that in the interview. Like, wow, you actually hold yourself very well. And I was like, well, I've never had anyone tell me that, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that just, for me, it came from just doing it over and over and over again and almost having the answers rehearsed in my head. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I know exactly what I'm going to say if you ask this question. Yeah. Um so maybe it made me sound a little more confident than I normally am mm-hmm. but I think just not necessarily knowing, you know, what you wanna do, what your specific job function is, but you know, having a general idea and having and like trying to work towards that through that kind of conversation or through that dialect mm-hmm. absolutely gives you a leg up. And then besides that it's it's honestly everything that I asked you guys for opinions on so it's you know what questions am i asking at the end to show interest what kind of you know thank you emails am i sending after the interview um, how am i supposed to talk to the recruiter themselves at the career fair how am i supposed to like what am i supposed to focus on when i talk to them
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it really is this like culmination of kind of everything there's no like you know i said confidence it's probably the biggest one but mm-hmm. You know, it, of course, it plays a part in, like, the whole thing. There's yeah. there's no, like, one skill that makes you the best
0: mm-hmm.
1: interviewee. Um, it's kind of just kind of got kind of, to, you know, everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. You yeah. we kind of have to have the whole package to, to be the best candidate. Oh, yeah. So. I agree.
0: I think when it comes to just, like, talking to a recruiter or an interview, I mean, if you're talking to somebody in HR versus, like, an engineer, the conversation is obviously going to be different, mm-hmm. and you just have to know how to approach like the conversation because an HR person might not know the specific project, mm-hmm. but they might know more about the culture or like what a day to day looks like. Um, but I think for me, I realized that just you don't have to be like super interested in what they do, but just be like curious about it and ask ask them, you know, because if the entire time the interviews ask you questions and then you maybe ask like, what's the culture like and that's the only question you ask. There's not much interest there, mm-hmm. but for example, if you're talking to an engineer, and you go the whole interview, they talk to you, ask you questions, and they're like, "Do you have any questions for me?" I'd, pr- I'd probably start off by just saying, "Like, hey, like, what do you do?" And like, what's your role in the company? Mm-hmm. After asking that, I'd probably be like. You know, like maybe like what's one of your favorite projects you've done or maybe a most difficult project or a project that you thought was going really bad, but ended up turning out really well Mm -hmm. because that gets you insight on, first of all, the type of work that they're doing, which I think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But then number two, if you ask their like favorite project or like a project that was close to failing, but then ended up going well, you can just see like how they operate and like what they value and then maybe even asking questions like, oh, like, what's the coolest thing you ever seen an intern do? Because it can just, it sets the oh, bar of, like, what do, you, like, I know, like, the, every intern has a different story. But, like, if you had to pick the best project that like, they've ever done, mm-hmm. what is capable within a three-month time period, you know? Mm-hmm. So asking them questions like that. Then you can also ask them if you're moving somewhere different, like, the area, like, I'm from Texas, I try to make it more human and make it more like I want to know you, like as your job, but also you as like the person too. Mm-hmm. And that's like a hard part. A lot of people, like no one teaches you this stuff when you're a sophomore. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of just go in. You're taught to like pitch yourself and like how to answer your questions, sort of. But then really, like you don't get taught how to ask questions, which I think is a very important part because that's how companies will gauge your interest in them too.
1: Yeah, no, I agree totally. It like people have the the certain courses or the mm-hmm. different things that you have. Where it's like, okay, use the STAR method and yeah. talk about the situation, the task, and what you did and the, mm-hmm. the result. Yeah, but
0: Just had a little, <laughs> had to let somebody in real quick. Got ganked, it's fine. Um, but we were talking about questions. I forgot where we were at, but I was just going to ask Joseph um, what's his like favorite question or his go-to question to ask uh, somebody at the end of their interview or your interview and why do you ask it?
1: Yeah. So, and then after I answer it, I want Victor's question to be on, okay. on recording as well. Yeah. We can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thinking across the different interviews I've done, some, they vary a lot depending on either like the position itself, because if it's a rotational position, one of my favorites is actually one Victor gave me. It's like, you know, how do you have the biggest impact over a shorter time span? Right. Mm-hmm. So, Given a six or eighth month rotation, you know, how do you maximize like how much you learn and, you know, the, the impact you have on a project? Because some projects, you know, run way longer than that. Some are that, you know, exact length. Mm-hmm. And so how do you just make the most of that experience? And for any rotational position, they've loved that question. That's been like a home run for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but for every, for every job I've interviewed for, I usually ask what keeps that person at the company. You know, what is it about their job or the company or and any, it could be anything. I usually say like, I kind of give it a little preface, like feel free to answer this, you know, from a professional standpoint, like a career standpoint or personally, you know, mm-hmm. is it the people, is it, you know, the benefits, do you get to spend more time with your family because you don't have to worry about working overtime? Like, what is it that keeps you in your job? Because especially with engineering a lot of the times you're speaking with people who've been doing it for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years. And so they've kind of, they've got their their routine set and there, there's a reason why it's set. And so that kind of why, what keeps you there, what keeps you kind of coming back every day is, uh, is usually met with a really good response. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's a good question. And you're like asking them about themselves, which people like to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like another plus for that question. Um, I think the question for me, and it's not, this is not like my favorite question, but I'll just bring it up. I was always like, I always wanted to ask this question at the end of interviews, but it's just kind of uncomfortable, but you just ask them like, is there anything about what you've seen from me on my resume or what you've seen in this interview today that might um, make you more hesitant to um, think I'm a good candidate for this role? I've only asked that twice. It has a 50% success rate. (laughs) And the one time it did succeed, I mean, I didn't really get a solid answer. So I probably wouldn't ask it. But I think it's just a really bold question. And Joseph just mentioned this earlier, but it's not really the style that I'm comfortable with. I'm somebody who likes to approach things like more, I guess, humbly and like Mm -hmm. more like assume I didn't get the job type Mm -hmm. mindset. And work is like, I guess, the underdog or whatever. But that type of question, like if you're working or like if you're really vibing it out with your interviewer, then maybe you could ask that out, ask that question. But if it's just your typical run of the mill interview, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't um, because like it's just it's very direct. It puts the interview in an uncomfortable position mm-hmm. and it can almost make it seem like you're like, OK, so you think I'm good enough for this job? Yes, that means I get it. No, like I didn't get it. And that's you know, mm-hmm. so
1: yeah, it, it's definitely, I, and I've seen it. Like I was telling you, you know, when kind of in between the, the mm-hmm. cuts, that I've seen multiple YouTube videos when I'm like looking up like questions asked at the end of interview. That is on like every single video, but mm-hmm. it's just it feels so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like you said, for me, just to try and be that blatant and be like, tell me now, either <laughs> what's wrong with me or that I'm right for the job. Yeah, because. Like, I just I, that confrontation like that is not me so mm-hmm. yeah like you said but if you're if you're feeling good about it everything's going great and you know you it feels like it's a good question <laughs> to ask go you I mean yeah. if, if that's you but um I might leave that one out of my repertoire in the future oh yeah but, 100% um, yeah.
0: um but then besides that I really like to just ask them about like what they do I like to ask them about like What's something maybe, like, not work-related, but something that, like, the company's done that, like, I don't know, maybe they put on, like, a rec league, sport league or something, or maybe they, like, done this, like, but what's your favorite, like, non-work experience that's still related to work, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And just make it more, like, human, because I think asking them about their role is such a good idea, because you can see what you're getting yourself into, Um, but... I think also asking about the person behind the job is just as important because ultimately like that might be you, you might be the one interviewing somebody and you might be an engineer during the day, but you're like a husband, father, yeah. wife, mother during like every other day.
1: So. You're still a person, right? Like, yeah. You, you're you not just this robot that goes to work and you just turn off after like, mm-hmm. and everyone's like that, right? So you know, you you want to see like where you could potentially be. You know what's going on behind the scenes that not is not always advertised.
0: Yeah. So um, now that you got your job, you're like a lot more <laughs> well like rested. You're like all the weight's been lifted off your shoulders in that department, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, what's something that you would tell like younger Joseph, maybe like two years ago, who was like stressed out about? finding experiences and just like anybody in college too who might be struggling finding a job like what's something that you feel like they could hear to like get through that
1: um let's see i love these kind of questions because i often like think back and just like <laughs> well what, what would i have told myself back then mm-hmm. honestly i think the biggest thing i would tell my A younger self or just a younger person who's still figuring it out is that it's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. i mean not only like the aggie network but like i know i'm not the only person in the world that's going to want to help other people out Mm -hmm. so you know there's been so many people who have helped me get to the position where i'm at now and i hope that if i'm ever needed that People know that they can reach out to me, and, I'm gonna, and that they know I'm gonna give like my, my best to try and help them out. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I hope for like you know the good in people that there's always gonna be people who are trying to help other people out, mm-hmm. and that for that reason, things will be okay. You know, there's they're gonna be tough times. There's gonna be a lot of times when you don't get what you're looking for or what you want, but that kind of mindset where it's like it's gonna be okay. Like. Mm-hmm. It'll get better. It can only get better from here. Um, just kind of keeps me, keeps me rolling along, and I think that kind of mindset can can help a lot of people as well. Mm-hmm. That'd be a very simple advice I think I'd give people. It's just don't stress too much about it. It'll it'll figure yeah. itself out.
0: I like that. I think I would probably say something really similar too. I mean, uh, you're gonna get hit with a lot of rejection, and honestly. Now when I apply to jobs, I almost expect the rejection, and mm-hmm. it's not even a big deal. I just see the I see the email, delete it, and I'm like, "Okay, on to the next." Mm-hmm. Whereas before I used to hang on each one, I was like, "Oh, I have such high hopes for this, you know, mm-hmm. but I would probably also say all that rejection as long as you keep getting back up, reapplying, maybe tweaking a few things, asking for like advice about how you can improve, as long as you keep doing that. You're going to get a yes one day and it'll make all the other rejections like so much. It'll make it worth it once you get that yes, especially if you can get it yourself too. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just that much more sweet. Like, you know how much time you put into it yeah. and to be able to say, I got this, like it wasn't handed to me. I had to work for it. Um, I had, I doubted myself quite a bit too. And I still like ended up getting it. I think it's just so rewarding. It's hard for people to see the end and like picture how they'll feel at the end of it but as long as you like keep working towards it um something will fall in your way like i think the world is just like the world favors people who are like go-getters and people who like don't stop and just keep going Mm -hmm. and so it's okay to like be sad about rejection like take a minute but and just get back right to it
1: oh absolutely i mean i I, for even how like positive and optimistic i am like Mm -hmm. the rejection sucked yeah like like, and i got a lot of them i applied a lot of places and (laughs) And got far in some processes, and, and others, like you said, outright just got rejection emails minutes after applying. Yeah, and they all sucked. But like you said, like it feels so good knowing that like what I eventually ended up with was like something I worked for, something that my experiences helped make me seem. Very apt to do the position that they're that they're hiring me for, mm-hmm. and it just it just felt good. I was like, man, I did this. Like yeah. you said, so yeah, it's it's crazy, man. If you just mm-hmm. kind of keep trudging along and keep pushing, no matter you know what you're up against, mm-hmm. it'll work out.
0: There you go. Well, Joseph, thank you for uh, taking some time out of your day to talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course, I'm really happy you got your job too. I was like, as soon as you got it, I was like, <laughs> so like hype. I like. It's such a good feeling because I was like somebody I really care about and somebody who like I know has been putting so much time into this. Like he, like it worked, is in the
1: cards. Mm-hmm. And look at you now, ah, big man, big man. I, I like I said, it's I'm still having trouble like <clears throat> digesting it. It's yeah. so weird to think that like I am like desired by this company and they want to pay me to do engineering work for them yeah. it's so like such a weird concept and you're rotating too which i think is really cool i think that's the biggest reason why i accepted that over other positions mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it's it's pretty freaking sweet yeah. i'm just super excited yeah it's awesome
0: well thank you again um we'll see you all in our next one peace out bye guys